Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. Welcome once again to our podcast, Always Abounding, and I hope this podcast finds you well serving the Lord Jesus Christ. This is your presenter, Brother Keith Stensis, missionary in Uganda, East Africa, and uh, serving the Lord here for the last 25 years, and uh, God has truly blessed through the years, and I am so glad that uh, up to this point, I can say that uh, we are abounding in the work of the Lord here. There is so much that needs to be accomplished, uh, so much that needs to be done. We're excited about serving the Lord, excited about seeing what God is going to be doing in the future here in the country of Uganda. For sure, we have our challenges and for sure we have our difficulties, but God is doing some amazing things uh, here in Uganda. Uh, Since the last time that I was with you on the podcast, uh, we've had a lot of things happening here in Uganda, and I want to share those with you and uh, just kind of give you an update on what uh, what the Lord is doing here. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we had our TBI, our Triannual Bible Institute, And uh, what that is, uh, just to explain that a little bit, is uh, every... Uh, every three or every year, three times a year, we have all of our pastors and church leaders from all of our various churches around uh, the district come in for Bible training. Uh, a lot of these men uh, in the villages uh, have their uh, livelihood there in the village, their farms, their animals, and things like this. And so they're not able to uh, to give all that up and uh, come to a regular Bible college and try to find a job in town and still uh, try to take care of their family. And so what we try to do is we try to make it so that they can stay in their villages and uh, continuing to do the work that God's called them to do there uh, with their churches. And uh, then once uh, once every three months or four, uh, three times a year, we bring them into our Triannual Bible Institute. And uh, from Monday up to Friday, uh, from uh, eight in the morning up to five in the afternoon, we teach them the Word of God. And so basically it's kind of a modular type setting. Uh, where one complete semester of classes are taught in that week. And uh, we had a great time here in the Masaka TBI. And uh, we just, uh, we had 47 men uh, there with us. We had about uh, six pastors uh, that were involved in that uh, TBI and uh, just had a great time. And and we're just, the the title of the uh, TBI was Back to the Basics. And uh, I found when I came back to Uganda in January that because of COVID and all the different restrictions and the fears that people had there, I found that uh, in many cases, many of our churches, uh, the basics were being forgotten. And, and, And what I mean by basics is soul winning and discipleship. And uh, they were still coming to church. Praise the Lord. Most of the churches did not lose anybody because of the COVID lockdown. But uh, but just trying to get people back into the habit and back into the ministry of, of going out and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And and uh, and then as well, uh, discipling the new converts and helping the new converts to grow in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we just really, really uh, hit that strong. Uh, Brother Thomas Irvin, who's a missionary here working with us, uh, 
I had him take the uh, first few classes in uh, teaching on soul winning, public ministry, uh, how to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out into a lost and dying world. And Brother Thomas did an ex- excellent job, just did a tremendous job and really challenged the men and, and, and really just reminded them when, when you go to the scripture of the simplicity of preaching the gospel, and because it's just that. It's preaching the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I think sometimes we feel like we have to have a Ph.D., or we have to uh, uh, go to a Bible college, or we have to have some type of education before we go out and preach the gospel. Uh, and yet you find the Apostle Paul, uh, the very day after he was baptized, he got saved. Three days later, he was baptized, and the Bible says immediately... Uh, he was out preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I believe that's the way it ought to be. Uh, I believe we ought to be out preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so just giving a lot of practical information and uh, reminding our men of the importance of preaching the gospel. And uh, and then I was able to take the last sessions of the week and uh, teach on discipleship, the importance of taking that new convert and the importance of taking that individual and training them in the in the Word of God and, and making sure that they understand uh, the milk of the Word so that they're settled, they're grounded, and uh, that they know the Word of God. And so taught all the benefits and the the goals of discipleship, why we disciple, and uh, went through uh, the program that we use here in Uganda for discipleship and making sure they understand what it is and and uh, then signing them up as far as accountability uh, so that when we go out uh, with our VMAM ministry, the Village uh, Mentorship and Assistance Ministry, we can uh, follow up on these men, making sure they're discipling, making sure they're out in public ministry, doing everything they can uh, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and train those that are saved. Now, what's amazing is, is during that week, uh, we had uh, two people in the TBI, two men that came to attend the TBI uh, after hearing uh, the presentation of the gospel and how we're supposed to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. We had two men uh, accept Jesus Christ as their Savior uh, who came to TBI, and uh, what a blessing that was. And then uh, that very week, we had uh, we had a guy come in. Uh, he thought we were having church service, and so he came in and, uh, you know, just to see what was going on. And uh, one of our men was able to get him to the side and led him to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so had three people saved. And then another one of our men uh, got so excited about uh, the soul winning. And, and this man is a pretty much a new convert himself, but he, he just got excited about it. He went out to uh, a friend of his and his wife and, and preached the gospel to them, and they got saved. And so before TBI was even finished, uh, we had five trust Christ as their Savior. And uh, then the following Sunday, the Sunday after TBI was finished, our men went down on the street and uh, started preaching the gospel down on the streets and down there, the market area, and uh, had five more trust Jesus Christ as their Savior. And uh, ever since that TBI, we've had person after person after person. Just this last week, uh, we had three people trust Christ as their Savior. And uh, what a blessing it is to see people get saved. Well, then uh, two weeks later, 
uh, I went to uh, up to north, uh, the northern part of Uganda, where we have our other TBI, and uh, taught for another week and taught basically the same thing to those men up there. The only difference was is that I did all the teaching up there, and uh, we had a great time up there with those men. We had about 67 men in attendance with about 37 pastors. And uh, same thing, they just got excited about it and got excited about the potential of uh, what can happen if they get their people involved in soul winning and discipleship. And uh, now between those TBIs, uh, I ended up in the hospital <laughs> uh, having nothing to do with the, uh, with the TBIs or the stress of the work. I just got malaria. And uh, it was interesting because I was actually taking my wife uh, to see the doctor about another issue. And uh, while she was in seeing the doctor, Doctor, uh, boy, it just hit me. I went out in the car and uh, I just uh, I fell apart, <laughs> and uh, so they ended up having to bring me in, check me in, and uh, fill me with fluids. I think they gave me about twelve uh, IV bags of you know whatever you call those things, uh, the the fluids there, trying to get my hydration back up, and and uh, gave me the medication to fight the malaria. And uh, so all that was in amongst that, and, and uh, so exciting times, amen? And uh, then we got back from, uh, from TBI up in Kalido, and uh, we had our anniversary service here at Masaka Independent Baptist Church, and uh, we're celebrating 24 years of this church being in existence. And uh, what a blessing it was to uh, be able to see uh, you know, you, you look back over 24 years and you see, yes, there is the, uh, the downs and yes, there are people that uh, have gotten saved and they've, they've left and, and uh, people that have discouraged you, people that have, haven't continued, people that haven't always abounded as we've been talking about. But as I looked out and, and saw those that have stayed faithful and those that are still, <clears throat> excuse me, continuing to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. What a blessing that was. And I'm so, so excited uh, about our ministry here. And uh, we praise the Lord. We had 18 visitors uh, on that day. And uh, two of those visitors came to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And uh, so I am pretty pumped up right now. I'm pretty excited about all these people getting saved. And, and now we're encouraging our people to uh, begin uh, discipleship and, and begin helping these people to be trained in the Word of God. Uh, we started out because of the TBI. We started uh, our public market ministry uh, every Friday. Our church is going to be going down to the market area and uh, for a couple hours down there preaching the gospel and and uh, it, it was just great. We we gave all of the men that came in both TBIs. Uh, we gave all the men T-shirts and on the front of the shirt it said uh, Jesus saves and uh, then on the back of the shirt it said the greatest mistake that you can make in life is to die without Jesus. And uh, so we gave all those t-shirts out as a gift to everybody. And uh, it's neat to see those guys wearing those as they go out in public ministry. And uh, I'm excited about the future, excited about seeing more and more people come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. So that's what's happening here. And uh, we're staying busy. We've got, uh, boy, when I look ahead at June and July, uh, boy, uh, even though just the rest of the year, uh, it is jam-packed with activities and things that we're trying to do uh, to uh, help and uh, 
and assist our churches. Uh, just to give you another brief update, why we were up in the TBI up in Calido, uh, we were able to as well continue working on the house that we're building up there, that uh, 20 by 30 house uh, that we're building so we have a place to stay up there. That is almost finished, and uh, so we're excited about that and, and looking forward to uh, seeing uh, that completed so that we, when we go up to Calido, we have a place to stay and uh, be able to bring my wife and family and our whole team up there and uh, be able to minister to the people there in Calido. So I am really, really excited about that. Well, today I want to give you a challenge. And again, remember our, uh, our theme of this podcast is always abounding in the work of the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And uh, truthfully, that is a fact. Our labor is not in vain in the Lord. And so therefore, we need to always be abounding. And, you know, I'm, I'm always, as I read through Scripture, especially in my Bible reading each morning, I'm looking for examples and, and looking for illustrations of always abounding that uh, can not only encourage and challenge my heart, but also that can help me to be an encouragement, a challenge to you. And uh, as I was reading through, uh, one of my favorite books of the Bible is the book of Joshua. And uh, if there was, if there's one man that I would say epitomizes the, uh, the idea of always abounding, it would be the man by the name of Caleb. And uh, I think you are very familiar with Caleb. I think you're very familiar with his story. Uh, but there's a particular, uh, there's a particular insight into his life, and it's toward the end of his life, actually, in chapter 14 of Joshua that I want to draw your attention to. And uh, the Bible says that uh, in, well, in chapter 14, uh, Caleb is, uh, is talking to Joshua, verse number 7, 40 years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. And so you understand that when the 12 spies went into Canaan, uh, Joshua and Caleb brought back the good report and said, hey, let's go on, let's go in and uh, we can conquer it. Uh, but because of the unbelief of the Ten others, uh, they melted the hearts of the people, and uh, they did not want to go in. The Bible says in verse 8, Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance, and thy children's forever because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And so uh, Joshua was assuring him, or Moses was assuring him, that because of his belief, uh, because of his faith, because of his trust in the Lord, uh, that he would surely inherit that land. Verse number 10, And now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, ever since, uh, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. So you can imagine, uh, Caleb is now 85 years old. And uh, you would think uh, that this would be the time to rest. You would think that this would be the time to settle down. You would think that this would be the time to retire. Uh, you would think that uh, Caleb would be going to Joshua and saying, hey, we've, we've come into the land. Uh, I'm going to go rest. I'm going to build my house, and, and we're going to relax, and, and uh, we're going to let the younger generation uh, take over from this point. 
But yet the Bible says in verse number 11, And yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. You know, they say that uh, age is just a number. And uh, you, you're only as old as you feel, right? And uh, he said, listen, I'm 85 years old, but he says, I feel just as strong as I was uh, when I went out for war. I feel just as strong as I was when Moses sent me out. He said, I, I just, I feel like I haven't lost my strength. I feel like there's a lot more that I can do. And so he says in verse number 12, now, therefore, give me this mountain whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in the day how the Anakims, remember the Anakims were the giants, uh, the family of giants were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said. So here you have an example of a man always abounding. A man that said, I'm not satisfied. Uh, yes, I'm 85 years old. Yes, I'm an old man. Yes, I'm seeing my uh, children, my, my grandchildren, probably even his great-grandchildren. And, uh, and yet he was not satisfied with the work that was done. He said, listen, there's more to be done. And so he told uh, Joshua, he said, Joshua, give me this mountain uh, that the Lord promised me. He says, I know that I will be able to drive them out. Verse number 13, And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh, Hebron, for an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb the son of Jephunneh, the Kenzanite, unto this day, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. And the name of Hebron before was Kerjath Arba, which Arba was a great man among the Anakims, and the land had rest from war. So here you have a man who is literally chasing giants when he's 85 years old. When he's 85 years old, he says, listen, there's still more land that needs to be taken. There's still more that needs to be done. There's still a promise that was made to me. There's still a, a, a promise that God made to me and that Moses made to me. And he says, I, he says, I don't want to rest until I uh, receive that promise. I don't want to rest until I've accomplished that. And so uh, he, just, he just very kindly or very emphatically said to Joshua, he says, please, he says, give me this mountain. He says, I'm just as strong as I used to be. I'm not retiring. I'm still going on. I'm still striving uh, to do what is right. I'm still striving to, uh, to accomplish what the, 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 the promises that God has given to me. And he says, I want this land. And so Joshua blessed him and gave it to him. And uh, the Bible says that Caleb uh, was able to defeat that. He was able to gain that inheritance. He was able to get that land, even though it was a land of giants. Now, here you have a man who steadfastly followed the Lord. Here you have a man who had a positive attitude. He had a positive attitude. He, he didn't sit back and think about what he could not do. He thought, hey, this is what I can do. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, and I'm not, please don't misunderstand me, I'm not saying that every person who's 85 years old is uh, ready to go out to battle. Uh, but I think too many times we, we uh, look upon that which we can't do, and we, uh, I think the older we get, 
it. We start uh, blaming our age and we start blaming the time period of our life as to a reason why we can't do more for the Lord. And, and I'm just saying today that there is so much to be accomplished. We cannot sit back and, and rest. We cannot sit back and, 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 and put our feet up and say, hey, I've done what I, uh, what I can do. I've, I've accomplished everything that I've accomplished. No, there's more to be done. There's another mountain to be uh, captured. There's another mountain to be conquered. There's another giant that needs to be slain. There's, there's another ministry that needs to be started. There's another person that we need to influence. And, and, and you know, my goal in my life is that when, when I get to that point, I'm almost 50 years old, but I hope that, you know, if I live another 35 years and the Lord tarries is coming and I'm, I'm sitting here at 85 years old, you know, I, I may not be able to go out to war as Caleb did. And I may not be able to go out and, and uh, run the races like the, the young people can. But, but I'm hoping that even when I'm 85 years old, I can still influence one more young person for the Lord Jesus Christ. I can still influence one more pastor as he uh, works to train his people. And, and I, I'm just saying that I, I hope that I can have that attitude of Caleb that says, listen, I am not going to sit down. I'm ju- I feel just as strong as I used to feel, and, and I feel there's another mountain that needs to be conquered, and, and I'm ready to go for it. And, uh, and, and he did, and he accomplished it, and he grabbed it, and he took it. And, 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 and thousands of years later, we uphold Caleb as a mighty man of God, as a man who would not stop even in the face of old age. And, uh, and so I just want to challenge us today, again, as, as we think about our theme, always abounding in the work of the Lord, uh, don't let age keep you from abounding. Don't let age keep you. Remember, uh, age is a number. Uh, it's 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 out there. It, it just uh, it tells you how many years you've been on this earth. It doesn't limit your ability to serve the Lord. And and please uh, understand. I I I'm not. Uh, I hope you understand my heart here. I understand that there are things that greatly limit us the older that we get, but there should be within us that attitude of Caleb that says, "I do not want to stop." I do not want to sit back. I do not want to say, well, I've just had my time. Now let's go fishing. And, uh, you know, sad to say there are so many people, uh, even God's people, that have reached that point where the, that the world calls retirement, and, uh, and we just sit back and we just let everybody else uh, do everything else, and we, we've stopped influencing people for Christ. We've stopped influencing believers to go soul winning. We've stopped influencing uh, uh, pastors. We've stopped influencing influencing teachers and we just sit back and we we're just kind of riding out our life until we die and uh, I, I want to have that attitude of Caleb that says you know what I'm just going to keep going till the day I die I'm going to keep fighting until the day I die. I'm going to keep doing what I can do. I'm still going to, I'm just going to stick at it. I'm just going to keep on going and uh, do whatever I can for the Lord Jesus Christ uh, before he comes back. Can I just say this? There's just, there, there, there's just too much to do. I don't care where you are in the world. Wherever you're listening to this podcast from, uh, there is too much to do to sit back and do nothing. There is too much to do to sit back and just say, well, all right, I'm just going to relax the rest of my life. You know, the fact of the matter is, uh, and, and you've heard this before, and I've heard it, and the fact of the matter is most of the time when people just retire and say they want to sit back and do nothing, they're the ones that end up going first. 
But the ones who stay faithful and the ones who stay busy and the ones who stay active, uh, the ones who, uh, again, they may not be able to do what they used to do, but they're doing something. Uh, Many times those are the ones that even outlast the ones who sit back and retire and do nothing. And so I just want to challenge us today, just as Caleb challenged us, now therefore give me this mountain. Give me another mountain. Give me something else to accomplish, something else that I can do for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know the future. I don't know how much longer the Lord is tearing his coming. I don't know how much longer I'm going to be here in Uganda, uh, but I, I want to live the rest of my life doing everything I can to influence others for the cause of Christ. Whether here in Uganda or in America or wherever the Lord has me to be, I want to be influencing people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and helping them to do more for the Lord. Why? Because we ought to have this attitude always abounding in the work of the Lord. Therefore, my beloved brethren, Paul says, listen, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Why? For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen? Your labor is not in vain. God remembers. God says, I am not forgetful. I will not forget the works and labors of love that you're doing for me. Uh, Your labor is not in vain. Well, I hope you have a blessed day today, and I hope that you uh, are serving the Lord. I hope you're looking for opportunities to serve Him, and I hope this this podcast continues to be helping a blessing to you. Uh, I know that I enjoy uh, doing these, and I enjoy sharing with you what God is doing here in Uganda, and uh, I'm excited about the future, excited about uh, what uh, God has in store for us in this country. God bless you so much. Thank you once again for tuning into our podcast, and I hope that uh, if you have not done so already, please subscribe uh, to our podcast so that way you can listen to it uh, whenever we bring one out, and uh, Lord willing, uh, each Friday, each Friday we bring out a new one, and uh, so now... uh, Sometimes circumstances uh, don't allow us to uh, do that all the time, but uh, that is our goal every Friday to produce a new uh, podcast and make it available to you. Let us know if we're helping a blessing to you. If you have any questions, if there's something I can help you with, uh, then uh, please do contact us. Uh, you can contact us through our website, www.kstensisfamily.com, kstensisfamily.com, and uh, we would sure love to be in contact with you. Let us know how you appreciate the program, and let us know how we might be able to be a help and a blessing to you. God bless you so much. Have a wonderful day in the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, we will see you next week. God bless you. We want to thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.